0: Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to Anjali Mullins, the CMO and CGO at Latana, an AI-powered brand tracking solution. So we're talking about how to measure what folks think about your brand. Thanks for downloading. Uh, Market researchers have been helping us figure out what folks think about our brand for years. If you can understand human behaviour, then you can sometimes predict consumer behaviour, right? Uh, Machine learning and AI is now stepping in to help us. So in this episode, I'm talking to Angeline Mullins, who's the CMO and CGO at Latana, an AI-powered brand tracking solution. So we're going to be talking about tracking what folks think about your brand and how machine learning is kind of helping us to understand the results. It's a fascinating chat. Uh, You can find Anjali on LinkedIn and also uh, on Latana as well, which is latana.com, L-A-T-A-N-A.com. Also check them out on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube, the whole lot there. Uh, All the links are are in the show notes. Can I quickly mention that Not Another Marketing Podcast is totally ad-free. Love it if you could give the pod a quick shout on social media. Subscribe via your favourite podcast app. You can find more episodes at jtid.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Uh, Can I also very quickly uh, invite you to join my new Facebook marketing group. There's lots of news and tips and networking and stuff. It's called Not Another Facebook Marketing Group. Love to see you there. There's a link to that in the show notes. Now, First thing I asked Anjali was to kind of explain what brand tracking is. Is it more than just checking out what folks are saying about us on social media?
1: It absolutely is. So brand tracking is a new era and I would say one of the last forages of marketing and marketing performance. So just to set the scene, usually what marketers are doing is they run campaigns uh, and they are getting data on the, those campaigns. And there are tons and tons of data analytics tools to assess that performance. Then on the other side, you have what social listening. So this is kind of mm. a little bit, John, what you're referencing and what are people saying about us on social media? What are the trending you know, keywords, hashtags? You know, What are people saying? However, in the middle of that, there's that age-old question what do consumers feel and think about our brand and the multi-million dollar euro pound question depending on which area of the world Mm -hmm. you're in how much is my brand worth
0: yeah And so
1: that's really what brand tracking aims to solve. And so it gives you data points, of course, over time of such things like brand awareness and down the brand funnel like preference consideration. But what it also does is it helps to give you a level of understanding, associations and really dive into the context behind the data
0: points. This kind of brand tracking has kind of been a bit of a privilege for the, the giant brands, hasn't it, in the past where you've needed a bit of a budget to go out and figure out what people really think about you do you think it's kind of like with the with, with the digital side of moving into it it's making it easier for smaller brands to be able to take advantage of this as well
1: it really is and that's what you know we at Latana are really focusing on so you're absolutely correct that in the past it really was a privilege of large corporations that could afford hundreds and hundreds of thousands mm. you know to spend on these what we call market research consumer insights firms that would you know employ teams of researchers and they would drill down and it would take a long time and cost a huge amount of money. And so what we're able to do now at Latana, um, we have a machine learning that helps process the data. We actually collect our data via mobile optimized surveys. And what we're able to do there is to understand again, what consumers think and feel about your brand, but we're able to do this in a way that we can have a huge amount of reach across the world, even reach now that we're working on um, in particular with cities. And we're able to do this faster and we're able to get more accuracy and precision out of the data.
0: So, so how does the brand tracking tend to kind of work? I mean, are we still talking about asking people questions and getting answers of old-fashioned market research?
1: I mean, we are, but uh, the way that is actually evolving now is the processing of that data. So, when you ask a consumer a question. Of course, you have to ask that question. So in that case, John, it's still, yes, we're going out. And whether it's a particular market or a particular city, a particular niche audience, yes, we are asking people a question. But where Laton is differing and where the whole industry of brand tracking is going now is the processing of that data. So internally, the, what we're able to do is we're able to smooth out the data to make sure that the outliers are taken out of the equation, to make sure that personalization is there so we know who is a real person, who is a bot. So we're able to do this quite rapidly. And then we're also able to now estimate how many individuals or customer targets within a particular market or city that we can acquire. So these are all some of the things happening beneath the scenes. But what that means for companies is we're able to deliver that data quicker, with more accuracy. And the other thing that we're doing at Latana is we're delivering all that information in a really nice, easy to use and easy to read dashboard. And so that's the other piece within the traditional market research industry is everything was delivered in PDF version. The data wasn't really accessible. You couldn't really use it. But now we have it in a dashboard and we're actually coming out with integrations in the future uh, to see that we can connect that with other data analytics solutions.
0: Yeah, I remember the days of getting a spreadsheet and it was just like, oh just uh, you, you lose your will to live don't you when you're looking at looking at a spreadsheet having a dashboard makes a huge amount of difference doesn't it
1: yeah absolutely and especially for you know a lot of these mid-sized businesses who are new to brand tracking and yeah. this is where you talked about, you know, it was really just a privilege of the select few larger yeah. corporations. Now you see smaller and mid-sized businesses really trying to understand that same question. And they, you know, they obviously want to do that. They want to grow into be larger businesses. They need to understand such things as their brand awareness. They also use our data to enter new markets and sometimes even to do complete rebrands.
0: Yeah. You mentioned machine learning. Is that artificial intelligence or not quite?
1: You know, there's always a friendly debate. Yes. I would say, going on in, <laughs> yeah. you know, in, in the data and analytics community. But what I will say is it's definitely at this point in time machine learning. Um, right. And what we do is, you know, really the, it's learning over time and processing over time.
0: Yeah. Do you think some people say artificial intelligence when they really mean machine learning?
1: Yes, but that's a completely different <laughs> conversation. <laughs> it, is, it is,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, how intelligent is, is it? I mean, are we just talking about having a computer do pattern matching really, really quickly? is that all it is really
1: No because what it actually does is we're able to identify so let's say in New York City or even if you have a you know a complete market like the United Kingdom we're able mm. to actually estimate based off of previous data captures how much of a particular audience is there Hmm. and this is you know part of that machine learning process where it's learning over time so every single time we got to the market and we're asking consumers questions we're also and they're you know allowing us to capture this information about them you know are you male or female your age or demographic information and so then that's where the machine learning over time so then the next time that we're doing that data capture it already knows this is about how many people are in each area And so this is how we're able to do this quicker with more accuracy.
0: Yeah. Are we talking about just digital signals here or can we kind of track what people are saying about us in sort of like printed media, for example?
1: You can. It becomes a little bit more difficult. Mm. Um, we do do DMAs and a lot of uh, consumers are asking us to track that. So particular regions, but it really has to go with the brand awareness. So whether it's digital or whether it's printed, you have to start with a base level of brand awareness. So let's say if you are you know, a, a company and you have a very city-based approach and in mm. that approach, let's say you do e-commerce and the way that you attract consumers is you put a lot of billboards you know, out there or you have yep. a lot of printed flyers. Yes, we can track that, but only if the brand awareness is there.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Um so can we track brand brand sentiment as well, particularly from the digital side of things?
1: That's where it gets really convoluted. So mm. I would say, I mean, where we focus right now is we're focusing on brand awareness, consideration, preference. We also have brand understanding and of course a couple of different other KPIs. When you start to look at sentiment, you start to get more closely towards what, you know, we would call social listening yeah. and you start to get more closely towards, again, like you said, tracking across the internet or across social media, which is usually where this happens, yeah. um, you know, what people are saying, what the trending keywords are, how people are feeling. And that's not really the target of what we're trying to do. What we're trying to do is to give brand and marketing leaders overall metrics of how people feel and think about their brand over time. So it's not just, you know, for example, you know, everyone that's watched the Oscars watch that huge Will Smith, you know, <laughs> slap. And it's not necessarily about what's the sentiment at that point in time, you know, after an incident like that happened. But it's really about major campaign launches, major yeah. rebrands entering a market and how that data changes over time to capture niche audiences.
0: Yeah, I can imagine Will Smith. Figuring out, doing a bit of brand tracking, figuring out how it went down.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, so can we do competitor brand tracking as well? Can we kind of like figure out what people think about a competition?
1: Absolutely, John. And this is one of the things that we specialize in is we're now moving into what we call industry benchmarking. Mm. So what that really means is you can track your own brand awareness, but you can also take four or five, you know, or even more of competitors in your industry and track their brand awareness. And then you can compare yourself against them. So absolutely.
0: Yeah. Is there a way to kind of like figure out what the competitors are doing, which gives them, you know, a, a higher score or something than than us?
1: I would say yes, but it's harder to do that in the context of brand tracking and what we do because sure. that dives more into their strategy, their go to market, and that you know, is relative to brand tracking and brand awareness, but it's not always the same. So right. it's not the same levers.
0: Gotcha, you, gotcha. You. Um We've been talking for for a few years now about the end of kind of like cookies and and tracking blocking and privacy concerns and all of this sort of thing. We've got GDPR in Europe. I know I think California's got some different law. I mean I would imagine the states in America are all dreaming up their own their own privacy laws at the moment. Uh, is, will this affect what what we can what we can do in the world of, of brand tracking particularly digitally?
1: You know, because things are changing so rapidly and like you mentioned, it's very different. So, I mean, we're currently in Europe. We do Mm. have a lot of customers in the United States. We have not run into any issues yet, but the landscape is changing so rapidly. What I would say, it's yet to be determined. One of the nice things, though, is that all of our customers where we're collecting the data, they're opting in. Sure. So they know that their data is being collected. They're opting into it, um, and they understand that it's being used. You know, for the wider purposes. So we haven't run into that issue yet. But I would say, you know, let's talk about that again in the next six months, one yeah. year, because this landscape is changing so rapidly.
0: We could do it like some big glo- global law, which will like obviously never happen, but because uh, everybody seems to be doing everything a little bit different, different regarding privacy, don't they?
1: It is, but I mean, it's a wider topic and really outside of brand tracking or brand awareness, but it's a wider topic as far as privacy is concerned. Data collection, personalization. I mean, we really have to start looking at how facial recognition is being used. So many apps now are asking you to scan your face.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, this is not a situation of opting in. It's more of you have to do this in order to use the service. So I think there's some larger implications at play.
0: You mentioned that people kind of like opt in to to to, to what you do. Um, where do you find people? Where do you get them? How do you get sure. them?
1: Um, So we have partner panels all around the world and we really target companies or I would say the companies um, that use us best are really consumer related companies because this is the way that we understand that we can get the best types of panels. So we have partnerships all over the world meaning if you've ever for example played a video game online and you get a survey you go on YouTube online and you know I certainly have seen you know do you want to participate you know in these surveys. So we find the best arenas where Consumers are, and then from there we're able to personalize down. So if they're male or female, they're self-identifying, you know who they are, and we ask them to participate. But this is why that, at least in this first stage of the brand tracking field, we're really focusing on B two C companies. We do get a lot of interest though from B two B, and this is one of the things that has been really curious because normally they haven't had as much appetite for brand tracking, but we're finding Mm -hmm. that that is changing. And so this is something in the industry that is also a huge, a huge challenge, but also I would say a huge opportunity.
0: Yeah. Who writes the questions? Is it you or is it the client? Because I'm thinking smaller brands might not have the experience of a proper market researcher to, to write the question. So how do we get, the, get to ask the right question? Well,
1: we do have researchers in-house. And right. so we have researchers that are able to give guidance. And certainly, you know, they will talk to our consumers and really understand, OK, what would you like to get out of the question and then help them to craft the question in the right way because it's not just what you ask, it's making sure that the consumers understand the context there so that the answers make sense and are relevant uh, for brand tracking.
0: And how many questions would you look at? I mean, is there kind of like a sweet spot? Is there kind of like just a yes, no answer? Let's just ask one quick question. Or or, or do you send people down a, a rabbit hole?
1: It really depends. Of course, we. the rule of thumb is the shorter the survey, the easier the completes. Yeah. So you want to make sure that it's short so people get through it. Um, historically, within the market research industry, surveys have been exceedingly long. And if you rolled it out, it would look like the Dead Sea Scrolls of questions. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I it really depends. You're asking for a certain number. It really depends on what what consumers want to know. So some of the questions we ask are very simple. And we even have animations of this on our website and in our videos, you know, are you aware of this brand? So sure. that's very simplistic, yes or no. Yeah. Um, you know, but once you start going further down, uh, you know, the brand funnel, and we even have some more, I would say, personalized questions, depending on the actual, um, You know, customer and what they're looking for. This is where there will be more questions, and this is where the questions will be very, very particular. So, for example, if it's an airline and they're trying to figure out, um, you know, are are you willing to take, you know, a vacation you're going to fly, you know, in the next six months? So that would be an example. But um, the general rule of thumb is the shorter the survey, of course, the better the completes.
0: Yeah, and is there some sort of reward for, for the person taking the survey? Are we doing the vouchers vouchers thing again?
1: Um, Small incentivized, but mm. you know, at Latona we're actually starting to move away from that. We're starting to create our own channels, so there's right. more to come. So if we get yeah, the chance yeah. to speak again, we can talk about that some more.
0: Yeah, that would be interesting. I remember years and years ago when the market researcher used to knock on the door and they'd have this giant survey. I mean, it would be a work of art these surveys on paper. And they would also appear with like a big box of vouchers to try and persuade you to give up an hour of your time answering a thousand questions, wouldn't they?
1: It's almost like the public census.
0: It is, yeah. I mean, I I've, I've remember. You got a lot of out. You got a lot of cool stuff out of it at the end of the day. Um, what sort of brand trends are you seeing at the moment? What, what, what are brands trying to do?
1: You know, it's really interesting what we're seeing is the basics, is what I would say. And that's yeah. the interesting piece to me. Many companies that come to us, they just want to track their base level brand awareness because they don't know it. And it's very interesting to see this because we have so many companies, which are large or small, spending millions a year. And of course, the larger companies are spending even more than that, and they don't have a base level of what their brand awareness is. So that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. It was very conventional. The second piece is actually quite interesting because consumers, what they're finding is what they're going to market with and what they think internally within their own organization about their consumers and what they want is not what the consumers want. Sure. And so what we're finding is consumers are coming back with answers that completely defy, um, you know, either the logic or the strategy internally of the organization that's asking the question. Um, So I always bring up this famous case study. We did not do brand tracking for this company, Old Mm. Spice. Um, However, it's one of my most favorite case studies, because when you look at it, of course, Old Spice, deodorant for men. And so that company was targeting men yeah for years and they were losing market share and they just kept losing it and then they started to do their own i'll just put in quotes market research but they started to do their own studies and they found out that in the buying journey it was actually women that were buying this and so then if you remember the campaigns it was like um i forget the name of it but they put you know a man up there and they started you know really approaching the ladies and then once they started doing this you know sales just shot through the roof sure so what we're finding in the context of brand tracking is that customers are really trying to e- or either identify or confirm who their audiences really are yeah. and who's really buying and how they really go to market. And what we found is with some of our you know key clients, they actually decided to take an alternative route or decided to really fundamentally change their brand strategy, their go-to-market strategy, because of the information uh, that we were able to collect for them.
0: Yeah. Do you still see it being a bit of a problem, brands? Because we've been trying to do it ever since the first advert was published, when we understanding our audience. We've been trying to do that forever. Um, why is that so difficult? Because we know we know we have to do it. And like you say, there's a lot of brands out there that don't really understand their audience.
1: It's, you know, it's a huge question. And as you say, people have been trying to do it for a very long time. Yeah. What I find is that I would say in the... In the last five to 10 years, ever since we have gotten into the era of data-driven marketing, there has been a lot of pressure on quick results. Yeah. And those quick results have driven this very performance-based, campaign-driven, you put out a campaign, you get data back. You put out performance marketing, you get, you know, uh, you know return on spend. But this type of thing doesn't give organizations, and especially marketing and brand leaders, the time or the ability to really deep dive and understand who is the best target fit for our company Yeah, and also what the customer journey is because it's not just the best audience it's also the time and the customer journey when they're most likely to buy yeah and so these are the two things that have really more so gone by the wayside because a lot of there's a lot in society now that is looking for that quick results quarterly numbers yeah you know and it makes sense why they're doing that but at the same time they're really skipping the first piece of that journey which is what's the product market fit who are the actual customers you know are they actually aware of us and at what point in their journey are they looking you know to purchase the product or service
0: yeah, I mean, do you think marketing departments in general need to become a little bit more diverse in age and, and across the whole spectrum, to be honest with you? Because I still see, in a way, kind of like we assume an awful lot still, and, and we base those assumptions on our own opinions and our own beliefs instead of the opinions and the beliefs of our customers, right?
1: Yes, but I would say this goes beyond marketing and branding departments. This goes for entire organizations, that organizations really need to reflect their customer base. And there needs to be a lot more diversity of all aspects within organizations to really foster diverse thought and diverse opinions and diverse strategies and approaches to solving problems.
0: Yeah, it's it's. I find it fascinating because it's it's something. Understanding your audience has been something we've been trying to do for forever, really. It seems, and, and we still don't seem to get it absolutely right. And I th- my own opinion is that it's based on people's own perceptions of things. If you're if you're say fifty years old, right, and you're running a marketing department, you're still making decisions based on your own beliefs and your own opinions. Now, your target audience might be twenty five year old.
1: That's true. You know, yeah. it's of course everyone has a baseline and that baseline is formed by uh you know your own culture your own opinions your own subjectivity but the, the old you always want to overcome that baseline thinking yeah. by using data using context and so i think this is where teams are falling short and again it's not just happening in marketing and branding i see it happen across the board product research design you know all sorts of different functions there's just not enough information being gathered, collected, and really used to make sure that companies are matching the consumer need.
0: Yeah, we need more market research, don't we? It's fascinating this is. Um, where can we find you, Angelie? Where's your website? Where's Latano? and…
1: latana.com so very easy latana.com you can see all about our product what we offer our services you can read consumer insights we also have a fantastic campaign called our brand bites where we actually do you know many you know results on all types of different leading companies and brands around the world
0: fantastic thanks ever so much for your time really appreciate it
1: thanks john nice to be here
0: thanks again to Anjali for her time. Don't forget to check out the links in the show notes. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe for more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favourite podcast player Just Search for Not Another Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.